0: welcome to the mark and mark podcast i'm sports editor mark podolsky i love pop culture and you are
1: i'm entertainment editor mark Mazuris. i love sports what's happening buddy
0: not much not much we took the week off and uh, we're back this week i and think we earned it i think so too and a lot of drama going on in sports lebron's going on tirades and going on twitter to soothe things over uh, the browns with the draft that's amped, that's getting amped up and it's funny how quick
1: it turns i I normally, the Cavs bring me the greatest sports joy in my life. I, this is the least I've wanted to
0: watch them. And I'm like all into reading Browns draft stuff right. and everything. Yeah, just, it's terrible. And this weekend, you got the, the Tribe Fest coming to town. I mean, you, you literally have the entire team. I think there's 23 or 24 players that are going to be at this big event. And, you know, I think there should be a lot of interest in that. But we're going to S- – Spring training right around the corner, I just want
1: to say, in our upcoming travel section, I want to say whatever the Sunday is, February 8th, February – I think it's February 12th. I'll have a story about uh, going to Cactus League spring training last year in Arizona, where the I didn't see the Indians, but it's where the Indians. That's go, right. So. Yeah, I remember
0: you did that trip. So
1: that story's been on the back burner as, as waiting to have it for spring training. That's on.
0: really a back burning story. It, it is. <laughs> so, I, I was kind of jealous. I thought you're going to Arizona this year. That's this is the year to go with uh, all the anticipation of <laughs> yeah, the Indians. Not going
1: this year, but I went last year.
0: But we're gonna put sports on a back burner. We might get a little bit sprinkling of it later in the show, but. Today's show is going to be all about 2017 movie preview, and you did a big story in print and online, kind of just breaking down the big storylines, the big, you know, uh, the big uh, movies to, to to go see. Obviously, uh, we're not talking artsy fartsy stuff. We're talking no, that can mega work. blockbuster.
1: <laughs> it's, the Oscars for this year were just out but you know there's a
0: long time to figure out who's going to be in position at the end of this year. but like if you I, want a big bo- b- bowl of popcorn with your big drink this you, we got you set up for this one don't we? I feel
1: like I've done this the last couple of years. Uh, I'm like let me look th- look at what's coming out and see how many are. How many movies are familiar in some way? Either they're sequels or they're reboots or right. an adaptation of television. Yeah, and there's no shortage. Yeah. there's just it's, there it's, were a ton last year, and there are going to be a ton this year. I'm like
0: just staggered by the amount. You know, it's, you know what's always find fascinating, and maybe maybe I think frustrating at the same time for people like you who who go to tons of movies a year and review them. <clears throat> you know, you look at the start of a new year, and you want to be excited for. Star Wars and all these other movies coming out like that, but I would think for someone like you, you want to be uh, um, interested in movies like you love La La Land, who a year ago at this time, if you would have said La La Land, you would have thought, you know, got Peter Pan or something, Um, but when you don't really know what to expect in terms of the artsy uh, community, in terms of promoting these sort of, uh, you know, one two five million dollar films uh what, what how do you how do you approach that
1: i i don't know how you approach it but i will say that that's sort of my greatest movie going joy anymore is not really knowing what to expect from a movie and loving it and yeah. it's, it feels like it's so rare anymore and i mean i had heard good things about la la land you know but i i wasn't quite prepared for just how much i would like it but it goes to you know in this preview i wrote which is uh it's coming out, it's already up online at newsheavenherald.com and morningjournal.com, coming out in print Friday in the Morning Journal and Friday or Sunday in the News Herald. Before I ran down all the sequels, I was just like I just gotta write about one movie that isn't a sequel or an adaptation. Yeah. And but I'm still basic, it's still an educated guest because it's director for Christopher Nolan's next work, you know, did the Dark Knight trilogy, did Inception, some movies we some visually interesting, uh, you know, stunning movies. And he's doing a World War II movie, Dunkirk, which is about the the battle on that beach, the evacuation of the al- Allied soldiers. Have you seen the trailer for that? I have. I, I think it looks really looks really cool, well, and me, it's going to be interesting to see him doing a not. I mean, what should be a non mind bending, super twisty movie, just yeah. trying to make a compelling war movie with his sense of visuals.
0: I, I can't wait for. It Dunkirk. It reminded me a little bit of Saving Private Ryan. Sure, you I know, agree with that. I I, I love. His, his 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 Batman trilogy, I've got to tell you, I've been really underwhelmed for his in his last few. You know, I was not a fan of Inception. People rave about this movie. It's like the Second Coming. I thought it was decent. It was just like it. it was eh, whatever. And then the the last one he made with them, um, Interstellar. That movie was. Uh,
1: I like that movie, that, but that movie's got a lot of issues. That especially movie, in the third act.
0: That Let's movie go. fell apart so bad in the third act.
1: Which is why I guess I'm excited about Dunkirk because. It's not a movie like that. I never, I never just like his visual style. I think he's.
0: I think it's great that sometimes you just make a movie that tells a piece of history, and, and like a movie like Interstellar, you feel like you gotta go like get a your brain figured out, or f- you know, fried, or you, your brain is so fried after watching a movie like that, like trying to figure out. What did you just really watch? It's, it's.
1: Yeah, what I'm hoping for Dunkirk is the human drama that just comes with, with war stories mixed with his sense of visuals. Because I think even if you don't like Interstellar, and those, there's always something cool to look at. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's great with camera angles and everything. So that that's one of the movies I'm most excited about. You know, the thing
0: is, no, no, We're not, not going to get out a huge time. Mini-tangent, go ahead. Whatever. But you know the thing that kind of bothers me about Christopher Nolan is that for the Dark Knight movies, he was the perfect person for that sort of genre of of that character where he was kind of icy cold you know just you know not emotional and that's kind of how he is and that kind of bothers me in the rest of his movies like i I watch his movies and I don't like you know when you watch a Spielberg movie You've got that emotional involvement in almost all of his movies, some sort of emotional attachment to his story or characters. With him, everything just seems so icy, cold, and I, I don't. I think, think <clears throat> you make a really
1: good point, and it, and some some <clears throat> some directors have a much better feel for character than others. Right. Um, I would argue Michael Bay is like Christopher Nolan without the skill. Like he he is. I feel nothing for his characters. Right. He wants but um, I agree with that. I, I think interstellar. I think one problem with Interstellar. Is that a movie where he really wanted you to care about the father and daughter? And I didn't. And I thought they were okay, but no. I wasn't living and dying with them like no. a Spielberg might get me, right? Too, like a J.J. Abrams might get me to. Um, so I agree with that. I, I I like him more from a technical standpoint, and when he's at his mind bending. I mean, Memento, which is years and years ago now, is just will always be one of my favorite movies. I love the twists and turns in that yeah. movie and the the weird format of it. <clears> so, but I agree, he's
0: not perfect. So we'll see. You know, a, a, a war movie. I, he, those are tricky things to take take on because you know if you're just throwing death and devastation and destruction in your face for two and a half three hours who knows how long this movie will be you've got to balance it somehow and I think that's how Spielberg was so wonderful in Saving Private Ryan you know he had that storyline of the brothers and Tom Hanks kind of the father figure right. it was it was really beautiful I thought and if it's just kind of like Here's your story about you know just you know was this world is Dunkirk World War Two yeah you know it it could just be you know kind of mind numbing a little I'm bit I'm just
1: excited like it's got a good cast and some people he's oh absolutely before, uh, Tom Hardy who I love right uh, Celia Murphy and uh, Mark Rylance uh, who I'm sure you're still sore at for stealing Absolutely for Stallone's absolutely best uh, supporting actor award but I'm excited about that and I'm just you know this has a release date of July 21st and I'm just excited that it's coming out in summer in the midst of all these superhero movies and things like that. Just because it'll be a serious drama. I would assume it'll be in the conversation for the Oscars, even though that early date probably won't help them.
0: So I didn't notice in your story, and if you haven't read it, I'll put a link to it on the show notes at the end of the story online. You know, not this like you mentioned, this is not in that genre of superhero superhero science fiction adventure whatever um is this the movie you're most excited about for 2017 or is it still star wars it's
1: still star wars i mean like i'm not going to pretend but right from a from more of a cinematic standpoint i'm more excited about that one but the you know like i'm not going to pretend the kid in me just can't wait for a new star wars movie every year so no i mean let, let's talk about the last jedi
0: yeah absolutely that that the title that came out i think just a few days ago it came out like an
1: hour after the story was posted uh, on our website, where I, it says like we're still waiting for a title. Right, I did notice that you went I was at the gym. It. I had to text somebody here. Yeah. Like, Can you add the title in? Right. Uh, I, well, you know, first of all, let's talk about the title. Well, first of all, we still don't have much information. We just know it's going to follow. It's the second movie to <clears throat> the movie to follow the Force Awakens. They reference Luke Skywalker as the last Jedi in the in the Force Awakens. So I take it to mean, or, or I think we're supposed to take it to mean. It's referring to Luke Skywalker, but as we talked before about coming on, like who Mm -hmm. knows, it could mean it could mean Ray, it could mean Kylo Ren, depending on where you take his storyline, could mean somebody else. Yeah, I like that there's uh, I mean, you could there was a little mystery around what does The Force Awakens mean, and I actually thought it really I guess I was wrong about what it actually referred to. It really refers to the awakening in Ray,
0: right? Um, what did you think think it was gonna be? I guess I
1: thought it. it was, I was that's when I was just. Reading a ton of rumors about the movie, and there was talk that like the force was going to be such a presence in this movie, and a lot of people it was going to awaken in like a lot of people, um, which was totally wrong. <laughs> but I started, started way too much time already. I know. Day. There's no question. <laughs> um, I got to do something. While I'm waiting for these movies to start. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, but I like that there's a little mystery about this one. I don't know exactly what it means, and uh, I can't wait for a trailer. We got to be getting it within like a month or so.
0: Right. So, I mean, I, I guess the thing about this movie is that. That has to have you excited. I think Star Wars fans excited is that we're finally going to see Luke Skywalker instead of just some weird look on his face at staring at a rock and turning around. <laughs> uh, what is that? Mo- What's your most into- you know? Is that what you're most uh, waiting for with this movie? Is to See wh- how does st- Luke Skywalker story evolves now.
1: I guess what I'm most waiting to see. And I remember thinking this in going into attack of the clones, the second of the prequel movies. And really then, you know, I wonder if they're going to try to do an empire strikes back type of twist. It's the second movie in the trilogy, a little darker, so darker movie. I, it's so much, even though movies try to be twisty all the time now, it's so hard to pull that twist off anymore with how smart audiences are and speculation. But I would just love it if there was something we didn't see coming that they drop on us. And yeah, I just want to see where the story goes. I want to spend some time with Luke and, uh, you know, old man Mark Hamill and his beard. His right. Robe, and uh, I can't wait to see where the story goes. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they tweak this movie at all in light of Carrie Fisher's death because now they've got to, you know, deal with that from a story perspective. They finally announced, Lucasfilm did, that they're not going to digitally recreate her for the last movie. Right. So just, you know, it's, I, I guess generally speaking, I just want to see where the story goes.
0: You know me, I love these conversations about money and box office. You know, so, I mean, if we were going to sit here sit here, and, you know, start waging about the number one movie in, at the in the box o- box office for 2017 it's going to be the the last jedi i mean there's oh there's no question there's if no you were, question you're going
1: to the sports book you'd have to give it like a a, a certain million dollar spread yeah, to, to yeah, it 1 up.
0: to 13 or right, whatever so. um so the record though was the force awakens 230 million opening weekend is that worldwide that was that was domestic. Okay, that was just amazing. domestic. Yeah, that was because the record had been Jurassic World, I think, 202 or 201. And everybody was thinking, eh, maybe we'll beat it and, you know, blew it out of the water. So I didn't think there was going to be You know, I don't think it's just Last Jedi will get 230 because Force Awakens was kind of an unusual situation. Right. The momentum, the it was just... It was you, kind of,
1: just, you just didn't know what a new Star Wars movie was going to look. Yeah, like. Yeah, it was a
0: once in a lifetime kind of thing. It was almost like the original Star Wars. Right. You just you know, thirty or whatever forty years later, you know I'm, I'm trying to think. Will this crack two hundred million? I'm wondering. I think about, I think it'll still be huge. I think it'll be bigger than Rogue One. Would, I think Rogue One got about one sixty. Oh, forty million. That's still a lot. It's a lot of money to get. Yeah, I guess I'm splitting the differences. Maybe I'll say 190 because I yeah. think it'll do better
1: than Rogue One, but not as good as The Force Awakens. But this will be the event movie of the year
0: again. I it mean, will, and it, it, I think a lot of it has to do with the buzz. I think you know you got the wild card in there too, the Luke Skywalker. That's a big wild card. You're throwing him in there, and I think. I'll, it, and you know they're going to show us just enough of Luke in the trailers. Absolutely. Yeah. They're making us
1: wait a good time. The second you see, see Luke
0: let up that, uh, that lightsaber and give it a whirl, you're like, oh man, I'm in.
1: And I mean, I knew that Luke wasn't going to be sprinkled throughout The Force Awakens, but everything I had heard was said he was going to be involved in the third act, but like in a major way. See, know? I thought
0: I I thought he was going to be a lot more involved than he was. I, I'd always heard that they were looking for Luke. I thought. I didn't think. Right. I didn't read. That's what I, I just assumed. I always thought they were looking for
1: Luke and that the second major plot point of the movie would be finding Luke and then – taken to the end of that movie story
0: so did i just remember waiting
1: like we still haven't seen him and then yeah. you finally the got okay we're gonna see him at the very end and it was effective you know
0: you know and then you know they're gonna to have to release a poster remember the big thing last year when they released a the poster why isn't luke in the poster will luke be in the po- he's got to be in the poster in the you
1: post. know what i mean I mean, we've seen him it's not like we don't know what he looks like now right or anything like that so
0: what else do you want to talk about
1: uh well let's see what, what else do uh, i mean let well let's talk about your precious justice league um, you're probably the most optimistic person in the country about how, this, about how this movie's gonna do. You have no problem with these Zack Snyder Superman uh, movies, so
0: Actually I don't like the Man I don't like the first movie, Man oh, okay. of Steel. Okay. I mean I thought it was okay. That's I, right. I remember that I'm more of the Batman guy. Right. I mean, I'm kind of freaking out here. I don't know if the last few weeks you've even been tracking this, but there's been rumors that Affleck is not happy with the screenplay and apparently there's rumors that Um, Him and Jeff Johns are getting along, and DC higher ups want to get involved with his decisions because, you know, apparently he was given kind of free reign to, I think, write and direct. And, uh, you know, I think obviously this Justice League movie is in the bag. I've been hearing rumors that this is kind of a train wreck, too. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, as long as you give me enough Affleck as Batman, that's all I want. I actually am more interested, I am interested in. Justice League. I'm more interested in Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot coming out in June because I think if that, I think, you know, gosh, we sit here and talk about, oh, you know, it's going to do well. It looks great, but we said the same thing maybe about Superman, Batman v Superman. I, I love the movie, but you know, not everybody did. It was a very polarizing film. I th- I think if that movie hits well, it's going to really that will really help the momentum going into Justice League. If that movie bombs. D, DC might officially have a problem on their
1: hands. I think, I think Wonder Woman, which comes out June 2nd, uh, and features an actor I really like, Chris Pine. Oh, he's great. movies. So when I first... You were real hot for that trailer. I thought it was okay. It, it's won me over a bit more. I'm more looking forward to that movie. And it's not directed by Zack Snyder. It's directed by Patty Jenkins, who's right. monster. You know, monster's a pretty serious drama. So I'm always interested to see someone with that kind of background come do a superhero movie. I think they'll bring a little more weight to it. So... I'm reasonably optimistic that that'll be a quote-unquote good movie. Um, so I don't think it'll hurt Justice League going into it, but I just think of Zack no, Snyder... No, I'm saying with the
0: bombs, it might hurt it. Right, I
1: don't think it will, that's right. what I'm saying. Um, I just, I don't have faith that Zack Snyder will be able to juggle even more characters than he was given with Batman v. Superman.
0: I know, man. You're throwing even more on, on his on his plate. I don't know anything about this villain. Steppenwolf? He's supposed to be some sort of, like, underling of Dark Side, yeah,
1: I know which, him.
0: you know, I am guess there's supposed to be building up but thing is if the thing is if, if this affleck thing falls apart then where does it, does it leave you if you're making justice like two and it's like now there's talking about this batman standalone movie i mean i think they're gonna get it done i think that this is affleck's way of going lebron maybe so to speak you know kind of you know throwing little things out there on twitter and then in, in, in uh, interviews rumors that he's unhappy and he wants some kind of Problems all fixed. the
1: maneuvers and you know, but play, it,
0: the, play play the press. You know, it's all part of entertainment, I guess. Right? I I was I'm sure
1: you don't share this with me, but the thing I'm most looking forward to Justice League, and it's because I'm a Game of Thrones fan. I want to see Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Really? I think, yeah, I think he's. I like him in Game of Thrones, and I think I'm interested cool in this. Ezra
0: Miller as the Flash.
1: He's, I think everyone likes Ezra Miller more than I do. He just doesn't really do much for me.
0: I I didn't realize he was. Did you see Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. He was that weirdo kid at, at the end that went all crazy with uh, his turned into like some sort of demon whatever and so I'm like that was, he was a really that was a real serious role kind of a dark role for him so he's supposed to be really fun and light in this role so we'll see I mean look a lot's riding on this thing you know and look they cannot have what happened for Batman v. Superman happen this time around because I don't know where they go from there yeah. but I mean they're, they're pretty good at just ignoring the noise and just keep grinding away and making these movies and you can't argue with they're making money you know if they're really bombing like whatever you know you know i I, think they're making money but i think they're leaving money on the table that's what i keep saying about Zack snyder you know again i think we've talked about this a lot i think it has a lot to do with and a lot of people disagree with me it's not marvel and i think you just can't compare it to marvel i think they're just trying to do something totally different and separate from what marvel does and it doesn't have that. Yeah, it's not Marvel because it's not that fun, you know, goofy at times type of movies. But I think they're just trying to go a different way, and we shall see. You know, it. I've heard rumors they're trying to make it a little more light. But again, I think sometimes people can see through that if you're just trying to do it to appease the fans. To me, it comes down
1: to direction, and I just don't think that. I don't think he has the touch. That's just all there is to it. It doesn't have you to be like Marvel. Him. I just don't. I like him less and less and less. Can we talk about Marvel? Let's move on to a movie that I think you and I are both. If, that, as, long, of-
0: if that, as long as it keeps me as far away from Fast and Furious, whatever nine or ten is coming up. Well, I hope that's great. Little, I hope we have a little time. <laughs> Let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy
1: Volume 2. I've watched this trailer now like ten times because it's one of those yes. little trailers that just brings me joy. Right, Baby Groot and Rocket make me smile each time. I know. I can't wait for that movie. You were you were on that movie from the beginning, telling me it was going to be great, I and mean, I'm like, well, we'll see. And that movie, It was wasn't you right? were you've never been more right in your life. Yeah. I love that movie. I can't wait. The directors back, everyone's back. It should be it should be really good. It's hard to recreate the magic. I but know. The trailer gives me faith. I just think Chris Pine is at his best. Um... I'm drawing a blank on who Chris Pratt. Rocket. Uh, Chris Pratt, I'm sorry.
0: Bradley Cooper. Bradley
1: Cooper. I just think him voicing Rocket's perfect. And uh, that like, it just seems like a throwaway joke. But the joke about
0: like, nobody has any tape. And he's <laughs> like, it, it gets me every time. You know, I got to tell you, if it, were, if it weren't for the way Disney has really marketed now this Christmas release of Star Wars, where you kind of almost, it's almost like a bonus Christmas week. It's a week before Christmas. Right. Because with my young son being uh, big into these movies, and we, we, we t- I take days off of work, we kind of just center our whole day around this. I think Guardians, if it wasn't for that, I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 would be my no, most anticipated film of the year. And, 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 I, and I'm really looking forward to Justice League, Wonder Woman, and Kong, Skyline, Skull Island, which we'll talk about hopefully in a little bit, even a Spider-Man movie. I, I just think that, when you talk about chemistry and the way they've casted this film, I, like to me, Jaws is my favorite movie of all time because its I think it's one of the most perfectly casted movies in history. And, you know, obviously it doesn't have the dramatic chops of that movie, but just the way that all these characters mesh so perfectly. We talked about Zack Snyder not, not having the, the, the touch to, to bring it all together. Who's, you know, who's... who's James, the, James Gunn is the... James I, Gunn. I
1: forget what he did before Guardians, but it, whatever he did did not suggest that he had that movie in him. Right. And he, he had the magic touch for that movie. It was well-directed. It was well-cast. It, well it just all came together. And while I certainly hope they do something different with the sequel, I got to admit, part of me is like, if you just want to give me more of the same for two hours, yeah, I'll be reasonably just happy. Just
0: keep me the, give me the chemistry with these, all these characters have. It makes no sense that these, all these characters should be perfectly meshed together. They're so different. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. But just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the music or just... And I always have to remind myself that it's part of the
1: Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because I'm sure we talked about... It feels more like an old Star Wars movie than one of these superhero movies. Right. It's cool that it belongs in the world of Spider-Man and and the Avengers and all that. But uh, this just feels like a cool, fun space movie. And I can't wait.
0: Well, you know, another thing, we talk about the trailer, how much we love it. You know, you watch it and you're like... You couldn't even fathom the guess what's going to happen. Like, there's no. No, they're not. Tell- it's a. They're teaser, telling you they're nothing. Like, right. And you, you might not. Well, you know that was even the case with the first one. You still kind of really had no idea what you yeah, were getting into. that's true. You had no idea of the story. But I mean, you can sell the comedy. There's so much. Maybe comedy that's in just it. the beauty of that movie. You don't even care what the story is. You just like you said, you just want to be thrown into this world again for another two hours. With not a single
1: person has <laughs> tape.
0: It's that just, shouldn't kill me but it kills it just me. works every time i mean i'm just i i'm so excited and th- that's coming out in one july uh er. but, but i think it's i think it's the first no may 5th and that's typically oh, wow. that first weekend in may is
1: like the kickoff of summer that's great so if you remember the first one came out at the very end of summer like mid-august yeah, maybe early august right tells you, that's <clears> sort of like well we think we belong in the summer but we're sort yeah. of taking a backseat this is like hey
0: we're we're taking summer on from the beginning this was like didn't they have the Avengers slot of that these, the early May, of the last few years? F- I think so. I I'm almost so. positive. The, yeah, don't hold me to it. The, the second Avengers was right around that start. But I think the first one might have been right in the middle of, of the summer. Well,
1: we mentioned the wall crawler a second ago. So Spider-Man Homecoming, July 7th, go.
0: I'm excited. Um, I... I'm glad Michael Keaton's going to be in. I think I'm, I, I'm worried about him in this movie being maybe a little not miscast, but maybe not fitting in into this universe, maybe. I mean, it's about teenage angst and kind of like that John Hughes feel to movies, and all of a sudden you're going to give me Michael Keaton, 55, 60 years old well, villain. Keaton,
1: Keaton has a lot of versatility, though. Like So he can play your dramatic role but even when he does that there's a little there's always a little bit of charm to, you, we both just saw the founder and um even as ray crock this guy by the end who you're not really rooting for he's right. still got some charm oh, absolutely to yeah so i think he fits into what i think they're trying to do with this third spider-man <clears throat> reboot or second reboot depending yeah on how you want to talk about it so but i'm you know i I'm tired of them rebooting Spider-Man. I hope this is the last one for a while. They've got to hit it. Th- that said, I'm excited about going back to high school with Peter Parker. This Tom Holland is playing him. I think we both liked him in uh, Captain America Civil War when yes. we introduced him. So it took me a little while to get there, but I'm kind
0: of all in now. You know, uh, I like this kid. I think he's great. I think, you know, we talk about it. it's Marvel. I, I think they're going to do it right. They're going to figure out a way to do it right. I think they're going to bring back that, you know, I'm a guy who grew up loving those early 60s, the original run of Spider-Man when they, you know, it was that purity of him being in school, high school, that nerdy kid trying to fit in, dealing with being picked on. If they can kind of hit that, because, I mean, they've kind of tried to get into that, but with Andrew Garfield, you know, he looks like a pinup model, you know, and and they kind of hit it a little bit with Tobey Maguire in the, in the first uh, run. But, you know, I think half of the first movies in high school and then he's been to college. So you never really saw that true right. angst, so to speak. So I've, if they could stay in this universe, kind of stay in this world of, of high school with him, at least for the first two, I'm going to say.
1: I would like to see that.
0: You know, and I think you could really hit it out of the park. I think, you know, and look, with Marvel, this is conducive to what, kind of, what their line is, you know, Adding humor, adding fun it, it, it's, it seems like it's going to be a perfect fit.
1: And Sony thinks so too. It's still a Sony movie, but they're basically giving Look, Marvel the keys. They've given
0: Marvel and right. say,
1: "Look, you drive the car. We'll take a lot of the money. Right. You've done a better job." They're going to
0: produce. They're going to mass produce it and, right. and distribute it, I guess. And but-, but when
1: I was doing the preview, and I was, I went to the place where I get photos for the Disney properties. I'm like, why is this Spider-Man? Why? And then it finally dawned on me. All oh, right, this is still a Sony movie, you know. So it's just an interesting bit of business. One more Marvel movie to talk. Well, yeah, one more real Marvel movie to talk about. Thor Ragnarok. If I'm saying that yes, right. it's the worst title. It is
0: horrible, but I I don't know why. And the premise sounds ridiculous. I think you kind of poked fun at it a little bit in your story. I was kind of laughing, but I don't know why. Like you just if you just tell me Thor and Hulk are gonna fight, I don't care why. I'm kind of with you. It just I just want to see it. It, it kind of reminds you of like uh, American Gladiators watching that back in the '80s and '90s or or something like that, or, or like, a w, like a big WWE event, main event, I'm in. Here's my $8 or whatever it and is. And I want
1: to like – because I like the first Thor movie, but as I also said in my, my uh, preview here
0: – The second one was rough.
1: I I hated the second yeah, one. Yeah, it was rough. I, unless I'm forgetting something. It's my least favorite Marvel movie. It was just – Absolutely. I didn't care what was going on. And I really like Chris Hemsworth as his character, and you know Natalie Portman was back. I liked her, but I really couldn't wait for it to end. And uh, I, I think – you know, as I this director did uh, this vampire comedy, What We Do in the Shadows. That tells me right there that would suggest that they're going to bring a little bit more fun to this one. And uh, I, I hope it's good. They have not released a trailer, correct?
0: No, but you know what? I think they've come to the realization that, you know, maybe they got this character that we like. He's, we think he's strong, but he's not that strong. I'm talking about Thor. Right. So teaming him up with Hulk, which is smart because, you know, that's the one thing Marvel has not done with the Hulk. In terms of this Marvel universe, I think before because before they created the first run of this Marvel universe was Iron Man. Right. Before that, they produced, or was it after? Was the Hulk after? I don't know. That that second Hulk movie is
1: actually part of this universe. Is it? Okay, Ed with Norton Ed plays Norton. Him. Okay. He's supposed to be the same version okay. of him, but it's
0: confusing. As yeah, man. and and you, you you wonder if. But that, Mark Ruffalo has not starred in a Hulk right. movie. Right. So you wonder how much that was like that Marvel touch. That was a little dark. That movie was a little dark. wasn't as fun. If they went to a standalone film with Ruffalo, which I think maybe they don't want to do that, so maybe this if is... you did
1: it, you'd have to bring in Scarlett Johansson because they've established exactly. kind of thing with uh, Black Widow. Black
0: it? Widow, yeah, some sort of like you know. Crush. But I, I
1: think Ruffalo is a really good actor. I enjoy him and everything. Loved him in Spotlight. So I think he'll only add to uh, this
0: movie. You wonder how much he'll be in it though, because it's supposed to be set in space. I think some sort of like. Far away space planet. Wasn't well, it going to be in Thor's planet or no? Well, I think they got to fight on this planet and then come back to. Is it Because apparently, I thought Ragnarok was the planet, but apparently you might be right. I think Ragnarok is some villain that's supposed to take over. That wants to take over his, his home to, home planet of Asgard. I think is that what it's called. I think it is called Asgard. So, you know, we'll find out more. But I, that movie has me a little intrigued just because of that Hulk versus Thor aspect. One more hero movie, and it's sort of Marvel, sort of isn't, because
1: it's in the X Men universe. I'm kind of looking forward to Logan, which is right around the corner, March 3rd, excuse me, supposedly the last uh, movie where Hugh Jackman plays Wolverine, and I don't know if you saw this movie, finally just got an R rating, which tells you they're trying to go after some of that Deadpool money, you know. But um, not that... No, it won't be like that, but I think it's going to be, I think as superhero movies go, it's going to be violent, I think there's going to be some colorful language, and... I get, I'm a little X-Men out. I mean, I hated Apocalypse. I really didn't like Days of Future Past.
0: I thought Apocalypse was kind of fun. I thought
1: it was terrible. <laughs> I it was so wretched. Um, but I do like Hugh Jackman playing this character. I do enjoy uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. So give me a little bit more of that. You know, have it in March. Don't have it be one of the biggest movies yeah. of the year.
0: I think it could be a, a nice you movie. You know, this movie screamed to me of Preacher on AMC. Which you bailed on? I bailed on it. it just it's, it's that's not a bad
1: comparison. It, it,
0: you know, kind of just a guy kind of wandering around in a desert air area. I'm like, okay, what do they really get? I mean, I I don't get anything out of this trailer. Like, all I get is like depressed dude, mad at the world, hanging out with somebody. He's got some. Looks like maybe a daughter. I'll, I'll I'm gonna go see it. And because I, I think it's it could be interesting because this his last go around as Wolverine, and I always thought that Wolverine would be fascinating on its own, but it has not worked in these other films. I like the second. The, the first one was rough. I thought the second movie, you know, again with like lowered expectations. I thought I thought all of them were pretty bad.
1: Uh, I thought the second one was was entertaining. I thought it was interesting, not great, but yeah. I thought it was worth seeing.
0: I got three movies I'm interested in in okay. the in the uh, monster genre. Kong Skull Island it's got a great cast Tom Hiddleston Brie Larson John Goodman Samuel L Jackson it's built it's kind of be, going to be built around this Vietnam 70 late early 70s era okay so I'm not sure where they're going with that because this is going to be connected to that Godzilla universe so maybe I'm wondering if he's going to be I don't know uh, frozen, destroyed, and transported back to the current. You it know, doesn't matter. I don't well, they'll figure it out. But this, this, this uh, Kong looks really big, and you're just throwing us back into this universe. I'm oh, in. It sounds good. Alien Covenant. I am really excited about. that. Are this. you a huge fan of the Alien movies? I don't know if we've ever talked. The first about two. Okay. The last two are just disasters, and I just, I just like <laughs> that they're going back to this. Kind of gothic, not 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 slasher, but it's just a little gory. I mean, it looks like a horror movie. In space. Yeah, it looks, and I just love the poster. It just says "Run." <laughs> That's just wow. And Ridley Scott is not doing this movie, is he? Yes, he is. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's so, not
1: doing the Blade Runner sequel. That's why I keep getting it confused in my head.
0: Yeah, and then the, a movie that you didn't have on your list, which I don't know where they're going with this, but Universal's kind of rebooting that whole monster movie genre and they're doing the the mummy with Tom Cruise oh yeah I don't care about that I don't know I just I I grew up on those old black and white movies I loved them and I if they could somehow recapture any bit of that magic I'm all in so I'm gonna give this one a shot I don't have huge expectations but I think it's cool that it's interesting they the mummy villain is gonna be female which I think is kind of cool so we'll see how it works and I think Tom Cruise has been on a pretty good resurgence lately so I'm gonna you know, give that a shot. I thought for
1: sure you are going to mention more of the Planet of the Apes because you really like those first two movies. I do.
0: I mean, I, and I'm excited for that one and I think it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. I I think my biggest, not gripe or concern, but just I want to see them try to connect to the original, so, so to speak. Like, you know, we're all waiting to see. Are they going to somehow connect this universe to where... The original, 1968, when Charlton Heston and his crew show up. Now, I think it's cool that they're throwing in this character, young girl named Nova, who was in the first two original movies. So that might be... I don't know if that's a connecting... Mm. I don't know if that's just a coincidence, but I'm guessing this might be that girl from those first two movies. So I want to see them sort of intersect those two worlds somehow.
1: That that would be cool. I I guess I just... I walked out of both the first two movies thinking... They're better than they have any, any right to be. They're well-made. Yeah, they are. They're entertaining and um, you know, don't have the hugest expectations. But uh, So I, I don't know. Just based on the first two, I'm looking forward to the third one. I mean, th- there was never a time watching those apes movies where I wished I was somewhere else. I think they're surprisingly compelling.
0: Are there any movies that you're just going to go and try to go have some fun and not I even I mean, the movie, about-
1: I know you don't want to talk about it, but we can't not oh talk God. about the fate of the furious the eighth fast and furious movie this is my guilty pleasure isn't there some sort of double cross in this movie ah uh, well look vindy's Diesel's character dominic yeah. toretto oh appears to be going against the family and aligning himself with this villain played by charlie's theoron i don't think we have all the information because it just doesn't <laughs> add up i mean dom is all about the family I mean, he's married to letty now uh, Michelle Rodriguez character I mean he's he's buddies with The Rocks character uh, I'm glad to say uh,
0: I have no idea what you're talking about
1: oh it's I can't the trailer they put out this three minute trailer which is just a microcosm of the whole franchise it's the most ridiculous I mean they're Wait, driving.
0: You, you, you don't even need to see the movie if they put out a three minute trailer no, right? I
1: obviously need two hours of this but okay. the three minutes is pretty great I mean <laughs> there's a Lamborghini there's a tank they're driving on ice you know in, in the last movie they drove a car through a, a skyscraper in Dubai I mean this is my guilty pleasure of all guilty pleasures. I, I find That's good? It, I'm glad I, you have that. I find it so entertaining. The dialogue is purposely terrible. Vin Diesel has these terrible one-liners. I uh, April 14th can't come fast enough.
0: You know, I know this movie is going to be horrible, and it's probably going to stink. But I'm going to see it anyway. Baywatch with The Rock and Zac Efron and uh, Alexander Daddario, and it just it looks awful, and I know it's going to be bad. But you know, The Rock usually my only saving grace is that The Rock is pretty good at saving things, maybe. Although, I was really disappointed with that Central Intelligence movie. No, I liked it. I thought that movie was pretty bad. So, I was a little little disappointed in that. So, I'm going to give Baywatch a chance. Did you know they're making a $6 billion man reboot? For this year? Yeah. I didn't know. It's coming out in 2017. I don't even know who's playing it. You know, Steve Austin. But, I, I'm i interested in that. Um Lego Batman movie just because my son is going to be all into it, and the more I read about it, the more I think it might be pretty good. There's going to be a ton, a ton, a ton of characters, so I think every I think they're going to cover like every. Um, Reimagining a Batman, some so to speak, in this movie. So
1: I'm sure, like the like the Lego movie, it's just going to be 90 minutes of sugar. Like I feel like I'm going <laughs> to walk out of there, my head's going to be spinning. I know it'll be attention deficit disorder theater, but it should be fun. So you were not a Blade Runner, much of a Blade Runner fan. I mean, I, I thought it was okay. I don't really. I I missed the boat on that movie, or I came in late, and when I finally saw it, it didn't do much. For me. That said, I I'm really excited about Blade Runner 2049. Denis Villeneuve, one of my favorite directors now, did Arrival this year, which I think you saw. Correct? Yeah. Um, Very good. He's a really interesting filmmaker. So Harrison Ford is in it, but it's really going to be Ryan Gosling's movie, I think. And I'm mostly there because of the director. Again, a director that does top-notch work will get me in the door every time.
0: Right. Now, one thing I want to talk to you about, and I know we kind of dabbled in this already, but we all figured Star Wars The Last Jedi will be the top box office movie of 2017. Do you have any ideas or predictions about what may be the second Highest-grossing movie of 2017.
1: Without thinking about it, at, at, at you know for length, I, I would say Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Really, I have a few. I, I think Guardians is going to be in the mix. I think Justice League will be in the mix. I think Spider-Man might be in the mix. There's one movie I think that has a chance to be huge, and I want to see what you think about this because it's a, it's a Disney property. It's a beloved story, and it's it's. I, it's going to be relying on a lot of CG, but it has the girl from Harry Potter. And I'm talking about Beauty and the Beast. Do you think this movie has a chance to be a monster hit? Kind of a sleeper? I, I the, think only reason, one, I, the only reason – I'm surprised – first of all, I, on the
1: surface, I agree with you. I'm surprised that they're putting it out in March because that seems to me like it should be a, a summer headliner.
0: Well, you got the whole – I mean, I think a lot of these movies have proven that they're kind of debunking that theory. Oh, you're only going to make – blockbuster money in the summer a lot of these films are seen. like if you can own a month doesn't matter when it's when it's coming out i can't imagine every girl from you know a certain age range
1: not insisting that their parents take them
0: kind of like i wonder if this might have a titanic effect you know
1: and from the trailer i think it looks beautiful i i really like emma watson who plays hermione granger in the harry potter movie so i think she'll bring a lot to the movie yeah um who who plays the beast it's oh dan stevens from from downton abbey okay right okay uh who who i like you know they're gonna
0: plan it up you know i
1: I think that movie screams monster hit so i feel like it'd be in discussion i just think guardians of the galaxy did well at the box office and then people have just had time over the last couple years to catch it on dvd watch a couple times i just think that movie has such a big fan
0: base i wonder i can't remember what that movie made on its original run i think it did pretty well but again it happened it came out at the end of summer I think it got the word-of-mouth effect. People would say,
1: yo, you got to go see this movie.
0: Right. I don't think it made a huge, like, I'm telling it relatively, right. r- among everything. Because, you know, come when you come out late August, kids are going back to school. You don't have that weekday market, so.
1: But, it boy, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Disney, I, I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year, Disney has the top four movies in whatever order, Star Wars, Beauty and the Beast, Spider-Man, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, they're all going to be huge, I think. I guess... I keep we mentioned Spider Man's not exactly Disney, but they have a slice of that. Right.
0: It. You wonder how Wonder Woman's gonna do. I mean it's the first female led superhero movie.
1: I don't think it'll do that kind of business, but I you know more about this stuff than I do.
0: I wonder how Lego Batman'll do. It'll do fine. But... I mean, you know, I will it do Monster top two or three of of the year movies money
1: it's not the same directors coming back so i, I wonder if they you know we'll, we'll wait and see if it's and if you're talking worldwide
0: up. box office even though these this franchise is a disaster there's another transformers movie coming out and that that, that franchise does enormous overseas i well i know and i think that's one reason even though I think the big reason is Michael Bay,
1: but that's one reason that it's such a jumbled mess of a story. I, I can't. I, I feel like a senile old person when I watch these movies. I'm like, I don't even know. Like I have to write about this movie. I don't even understand what's happening. The la-
0: this one's called The Last Night. I mean, is this like? A- is this like Medieval Times or something? I, who knows? But have you seen the trailer for it? No. Because
1: it begins with um, narration from Anthony Hopkins, who for some reason is in this movie. What? And, and I, I can't. Oh, I tried I, to read that. I, I can't, do, mind. I oh, can't do justice to an Anthony Hopkins impression. But he's, To hear Anthony Hopkins speak the line, Optimus Prime has left us.
0: I'm like, has left us. I'm like, oh, Sir Anthony, what, what's become of you? I'm just shaking my head while you're talking about this movie. I just, I've seeing seen the first one. I'm like, okay, whatever, and, you know. And they made what? This is the fifth one now. This is the fifth one. It's the second oh one with God. Mark Wahlberg in, in the as the lead human. Man, they're making money, and that's all that matters. I will say,
1: the only one that I think is epically, epically bad is the second one. I have found things to like about the others, but I'm I'm not looking forward to this
0: in any way. So, are you looking forward to this year, 2017, for movies?
1: Uh, from a sequel standpoint it's all stuff I'm reasonably interested in. I mean we talked about it. I I thought last year even though you know I love La La Land and I love some films but I don't think it was a great, you know, fun year at the movies and I think this year'll be more fun. Okay. Hey, do you want to talk about the Oscars real quick? Uh just real quick that I I I really like all the nominations. Um know it, you know, you know I love La La Land. I think that will win, but but everyone deserves to be there. I'm glad Hacksaw Ridge is there. I really liked Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> Uh, Hell or high water. If anything, I underrated. it. Is really, it's really good. Hidden Figures is that, you know, movie that everyone's gonna uh, see and enjoy. Uh, it's it's a good crop of movies. Moonlight's the other, I think, heavy hitter. That that's the movie that and Manchester by the Sea are both movies I think are very good. But for me, they don't get to that extra level that they're clearly getting for someplace. I think if anything upsets La La Land, I think
0: it's Moonlight. Um, I tell you about both the act, the, the so mayo- wait, so wait, hold on. You're saying. So La La Land a slam dunk for Best Picture?
1: No, I, I think, because as we talked, I think maybe off the, before we recorded, I do think there's a little bit of backlash towards it. You know, in the last year or two, there was all that talk about, uh, what was the hashtag, Oscars so white or something. Yeah. You know, and this is a pretty, La La Land's a very white film. I mean, John Legend's in it, but it's, it's about two white characters. Moonlight is a, is a fairly colored film. And I think that, um, not that that's why it'll win, but I think it might factor in if, if people want to make a statement, you know, especially in this era of Donald Trump, I think that could factor in. I think there are reasons La La Land could lose, but you know, it just received 14 nominations, ties the all-time, tied Titanic, and I want to say all about Eve. I could be wrong. Yes.
0: Um, so you're, you're saying you're looking, it's looking like a two two horse race. I, I think so. Moonlight and La La
1: Land. I think so. I haven't, you know, I'll talk to Tom O'Neill, mentor, native, Oscar expert. Uh, as we get closer to it, I'll do a preview, but that's my quick take. Um, I just want to say the the acting, and this is what I think is kind of a positive spin on the year. The actor and best supporting actor, I mean, there's good work there, but like, I think the the actress categories are phenomenal. I mean, Viola Davis and Fences, I mean, I'm in the supporting now, but uh, Natalie Portman and Jackie was very good. Uh, Did you see that? I saw that. The only... I haven't seen Elle yet. And oh, I is that a good Thorne movie, Jackie? It's interesting. I, I gave it was, a positive review. Was she, was she pretty solid? I thought she was very good, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the support, I think the supporting character, uh, the supporting category is uh, loaded. I mean... Viola Davis is just spectacular in Fences, and I love Nicole Kidman in Lion, and uh, and Michelle Williams isn't in Manchester by the Sea very much, but she has one scene where she just blows Casey Affleck off the screen. So I think it was a good year for women, and I think that's exciting.
0: My only snub, I thought, I really thought Michael Keaton should have gotten a nod for the acting, lead actor. You know that movie was supposed to come out in August, and it got delayed to this late December. And it snuck right into late December, I think, to get into the Oscar um, talk. And I'm wondering, do you think that hurt the film? Because I mean, it, it came on so late. And I think the movie is very strong. I don't, I don't know. I don't if, think
1: it's best picture. Yeah, quality but myself, I, I think but he was just phenomenal. I mean, I thought he was good. I, if you put him in that, if you take one of these guys out. I'd be fine with it, but I'm fine with that category as it is. So I didn't like him or the movie quite as much as you did, but I did like it. And I think
0: well, who, who do you like in that category, eight-lead actor?
1: I, well, I think it's going to be Casey Affleck. He won the Golden Globe. I've been, I was hearing about his performance. Who were who the other ones? Uh, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, who I think – I'm going to have to think about this. I think if I were voting, I would give it to him. I re- really liked him in Hacksaw Ridge, and I didn't expect to because I saw the trailer and I heard his accent. I'm like, oh, two hours of this, but I really liked him in it. Ryan Gosling. As much as I like La La Land, I don't think I would give it to him. Uh, Vigo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, is a cool little movie, and he's he's very good in it. And I have no problem with the nomination. Wouldn't give it to him. And Denzel Washington. As much as I love him, I, I don't know that I'd quite. He's very good. If you yeah, if, if he won it for Fences, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I just think he's been better. And I think Viola Davis is the is the talent of that movie. I just think she's phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, I think it'll be Casey Affleck. I just don't feel like Casey Affleck's doing anything. Out of his range in that movie. I mean, he just right. kind of plays this quiet, intense character, and like he's all about quiet, intense characters. Yeah. You know. So he's very good, but I didn't think anything extra special.
0: All right. Anything else you want to add about the Oscars? No,
1: we've probably gone so long.
0: Did you see Suicide Squad got a nomination?
1: Did it? Some tech uh, thing?
0: I think it was special effects or costume or something. Oh, well, good. That's nice. Suicide Squad, baby. No Batman v Superman, they didn't get a nod.
1: I love it that the only superhero movie last year you didn't like is Deadpool, which oh, everyone oh
0: loves. God, you know, I, I texted you about a week ago. I think it was the Producers Guild of America, whatever, whatever society that is. They they nominated Deadpool Best Picture, and I almost fell out of my chair thinking, "Look, everybody, it's a free It's a free country. You can say and do whatever you want." But if they, if they, if a group of people actually thought that was one of the best films of the year there's some, seriously something you, wrong with movie making
1: you've got to think a little bit about the group and, and who's nominating so the producers are going to look from a producer's perspective it's a pretty well-produced movie and i i don't have the but and it probably it probably was on a reasonably small budget and made you know huge money that's sort of a coup for a producer you know, i think there's a lot they could like about it mary
0: basing the movie on how you market it and how you much money you make or is it actual movie
1: I I don't know how they vote or whatever, but that's just an educated guess for why that movie
0: <laughs> I hope so. Because it is to that on a standalone
1: You, you like the Screen Actors Guild, they, they don't exactly do a best picture, but they do like a best ensemble right. award. And, you know, they they care about the acting. So that's why a spotlight is gonna win that over something else, you know.
0: Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap it up this week. We went a little long, so we'll be back uh sometime. You, do you want to be back next week or do you want to start going every other week? Let's see what the Cavs do and how our week looks. Yeah, we're going to hold back a little bit on, on the Cavs because Mark's got some opinions about that and I do. And, yeah, let's see how they kind of settle in from this LeBron fiasco with him going on a little tirade. Yeah,
1: show me something by whooping the Sacramento Kings tonight who are beneath you. And there you should go. Be, should be put away by the fourth quarter.
0: All right, so we'll be back to talk Cavs because, yeah, we've got, we've gone pop culture heavy the last two episodes. So we'll, we'll definitely be back Next time around, talking sports, for sure. So until then, I'm on Twitter at MPoto, and you are on Twitter at? At Mark So until then, thanks for listening. This has been a production of the News Herald in Willoughby, Ohio, part of 21st Century Media and Digital First Media.